Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us that does one thing every single day to save our own country. And the reason we need that is because there's about 80 million people trying to do one thing every day to make your country worse. And you could point at a, mm. you could point at a lot of things and, and uh, you know, uh, what, what covers that. But something that impacts us the most is like culture, family, values, because it, it, it pertains to trajectory. And uh, we're also susceptible to advertising and, and marketing and what's going on. And you realize some of the biggest companies in our country, they're not just apolitical and they're here to sell you this this mm-hmm. this cup. They're actually willing to lose money to try to get you to buy into propaganda. Um, so just just spit it out. Target well, is still being naughty. Well, it started a habit when mm-hmm. I was when I was when I was young, reading one chapter of Proverbs every day. Proverbs chapter twenty six, verse eleven says, "Like a like a a dog returns to its own vomit, which is super disgusting. A fool returns to mm-hmm. his own folly." And I think Target is very foolish. Um, most of you. And I think the majority of Americans push back with the the tuck friendly children's swimsuits and transgender uh, uh, merchandise mm-hmm. at their openings. Just getting that in people's minds every time they they walked by. The, there, there's no real boy section, a girl section. It's all fluid, like they want your children to be. Mm-hmm. And they're partnered with the school, partnered with Disney. Probably like it's all kind of working together in concert. Uh, Daily Wire came out with an article because Target is like doubling down. They lost money and they were actually sued by their shareholders because you know if you invest in a company, you're hoping to make a return on it. But Target's not number one uh, interested in no. generating revenue. They're number one, first and foremost, interested in aligning with a globalist view of what uh, uh, gender. Uh, is and and muddying the waters as much as humanly possible. So Data Wire did this article about a guy named Eric Thompson, and, and they're talking about uh, Target appears to double down on his acceptance of radical gender theory despite a second straight negative sales report following backlash. Target reported reportedly selected a man named Eric Thompson as its senior LGBTQIA+. Plus. I, think they're, I think they're going to add a P for Palestine in there shortly I'm if they've sure. not already. A segmentation strategist and pride lead, according to a post uh, that he shared uh, on Instagram, uh, was flagged by uh, popular Twitter user Libs of TikTok. And so this guy, Eric Thompson, um, goes by the name Gay Cruella, which I'm assuming kind of Cruella DeVille, kind of a vibe on social media platform. And I'm not going to revisit all of their stuff, you know, that they that they did in the past. But he put out a tweet, said, time to whip out the glitter and hellfire flamethrowers and rip that old world to shreds, darling. Now, what's that old world? The old world might be values that, that you have. That um, family has. That families have. Mm-hmm. So so let's flip that script and rewrite that narrative, this time for all guests, all humans, and and all hearts. So that's a picture of Eric Thompson. That's his Instagram feed. That's who uh, Target went through a lot of resumes, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and people that they could use for their merchandise and branding. This is who, who they chose. So... Uh, his, Read his tweet there. He's got a tweet that says, I want to make art arty, and I want to make trouble. Well, I, Target embraces that. Mm-hmm. Honored to get to start a, a new body of work and lead Target's LGBTQI, da, 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 uh, multicultural merchandising strategy and pride businesses for the company uh, and the LGBTQI++ plus, 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 
allied communities across the nation. So that's their agenda. Mm-hmm. That's where they're headed. That's what they're they're trying to do. So if you're kind of wondering uh, what was the impact of them losing money at this point, they're okay with losing money as long as they can continue to get as much uh, confusion mm-hmm. into the minds of you and your children as you walk in the store and uh, to get the merchandise and marketing mm-hmm. in on their bodies when they're outside the store. So true. This is going to be a big show tonight. We have, of course, Brianna Marilla, which we absolutely love. We have Katie Hopkins. This <laughs> is going to be a great night, as well as Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. All right, Flavor family, it's one of our favorite times oh, of I'm so excited. the week where we get a chance to actually look at the news cycle, see what's going on, and then kind of pull the curtain back a little bit through the eyes of a professional news producer, somebody that actually knows what they're doing, yep. that submits FOIA requests and actually, you know, speaks truth to power, like for she real. She does her job. Hold, hers are is her job, which yep. is such a refreshing thing mm-hmm. uh, uh, in this space. She's former Fox News uh, producer, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, the current uh, executive producer of The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson, and the host of the Brianna Morello Show, Miss Brianna Morello. Quite the list, quite the list. Of a it keeps getting longer. It's tiring. It's tiring. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And your show is crushing it. Matter of fact, we had uh, Katie Hopkins in. She's in the stage right now, and she came in for a uh, in-person uh, studio interview this week. And, I'm so excited uh, about that. Had a blast. That. We laughed a ton, learned a lot. It's be a, like a three-hour interview we're going to release uh, later on. But um, she, And some of it is in tonight's show. Some of a piece in tonight's show, but yep. she... Um, uh, she had seen your episode with Tommy Robinson, you know, a fellow, uh, you know, uh, rebel rouser from the UK, and she had loved uh, the work that you did. She knows Tommy well, and she loves what you're doing uh, with your show and the way that you're putting this out and, and getting getting the truth out there and got a lot of neat things out of that conversation with Tommy Robinson. So, so That the- is a big deal, Brianna. She saw that and loved it. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for mentioning it to her. And I am honored because she is the queen of the burn. Uh, but she's so classy about it, too. I can only hope to one day aspire to such classy greatness uh, as as Katie Hopkins is. She's incredible. I'm telling you, I, I love when she slayed that man on that podcast, the uh, <laughs> PBD podcast. Oh my gosh, I was loving every second of it. My flower pot. Come walk with me, my flower. It's my new thing. That, that should Beta be stitched, stitched on a pillow or put on bumper stickers. Uh, she needs to get on that, yeah. yeah. I think so, no doubt about it. Well, let's jump into your Twitter feed because I'm anxious to, to see. The, the challenge, though, is narrowing this down to a few that we can cover oh, yeah. in the show. For those of you watching at home, you can go to uh, briannamorello.com. Uh, It'll lead you to mm-hmm. her her Twitter feed. As, as they say in the old school, the kids now call it X. Uh, but we walk through these. It's tough narrowing it down uh, because you got so many great things. Hundred forty some thousand followers. I think she, did she hit one hundred fifty thousand? I did. Uh, she hit. Uh, you a hit one hundred and fifty thousand. Hey, no, 000. no insults in, intended here at all. But no, uh, that is huge. We want your insights on some stuff because you know the, the great thing f- for you is the world's doing something crazy every day. So there's always something uh, to talk about. Story yep. at Rich Let, Let's talk more about your show, the Brianna Marilla Show. You can find it on Rumble. But um, you have this. We caught the federal government adding innocent Americans to a terror watch list. I confronted TSA over the unlawful. Quiet Skies Terror Watch List. So join me to discuss it, which that is one of your shows. You can find that um, on her Rumble channel, The Brianna Murillo Show. Let's talk a little bit about that. That is 
pretty scary. Yeah, it's it's horrifying because so many Americans, even ones who weren't there on January 6th, are on that list and they don't even know it. So um, I have a group of whistleblowers who gave me some advice and pretty much told me if we were going to look to detect to see whether or not uh, Americans are on a watch list to go to your boarding pass. First off, you can't you can't get an electronic one, a digital one. So you'd actually actually you have to print it up at the um, airport. And so they told me after they've printed it out for you, you'll see in the bottom corner it says S S S. So there's four S's. That means you are on this terror watch list, and you're wow. going to go through extra screening. You're going to be followed by U.S. Marshals. They are going to go on the plane with you. They're going to they're going to follow you. They probably followed you from your home to the airport, and um, they are going to go through extra screening as well. Uh, there's usually about three U.S. Marshals they say who will follow you around the airport and board with you. Um, and it's quite embarrassing because most Americans don't even know they're on it, but some do. Um, and so one individual was who I speak to often. He's a J six or nonviolent. Did his time for just trespassing that day. Uh, he had a feeling he was on the list. And so I gave him all the warning signs and told him to record. And, and we caught them red-handed. I reached out to TSA. TSA initially told me they were going to give me a response, but they didn't. They refused to do so at the end of it. Because listen, it's incriminating. They're surveilling Americans. It's illegal. It's not supposed to be happening. And uh, Uncover DC actually, ironically, was actually working on the same story as me, but with different people. It was another J6er. Wow. His fiance is on the list. They booked their tickets separately. And guess what? Their eight-week-old baby, also on the list, had the four oh, S's wow. on her boarding pass as well. And they booked those those flights separately so they weren't attached. So just based on association, his loved one is on that list. And now his child is on that list, too. And their child wasn't even born on January 6th. So it just goes to show <laughs> the United States government's out of control. Um, thankfully, though, we got some good people out there. Congressman Mackage shared the story. And he also uh, was just kind enough to kind of spread the word and thank us for our work here at Flyover for kind of going through this and, and, and looking it all over and going through it and vetting it. So um, kudos to him. He's one of the few who do respond, and I appreciate that greatly. You know, on a lighter note, I mean, what a gangster thing to be able to say when you're like in college and somebody's messing with you. You're like, listen, I've been on terror watch list since I was eight weeks old. <laughs> like, like they, they, don't mess with me. I'm not to be yeah. trifled with. Uh, that um, is just crazy. We probably are, guys. Uh, we, we, I haven't gone to the airport in quite some time. You guys do, so you would know. But for just doing that story alone, I probably got on a list. That's crazy. It's, it's an yeah. interesting uh, space that we're in. All right, move on to the next one. Jenna Ellis is a fraud. What's up with that? Ooh, she is a fraud. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? So for a while, I was very skeptical of Jenna Ellis, but I couldn't come out and say it. I worked for another news network. And while I was working, I would sit in the control room. And while this was all going down with her uh, pretending to be Donald Trump's attorney and challenging the elections and working with Rudy Giuliani, I knew she was absolutely useless. Uh, but she was taking a lot of credit for it. And so I kind of figured she was a grifter. So what would happen was we'd see her shop before she'd go up. She'd focus on getting her hair professionally done, her makeup professionally done. And if you've ever spoken to an attorney and they're fighting a, a rigorous case, just one at least, um, and they're preparing for court the next day, uh, they don't have time to get their hair and makeup professionally done. Their their heads in the books. Uh, so I knew that she was a fraud from quite the very beginning. And so now, um, and she would love posting about it, right? You see those tweets right there. She told the president never to concede. There were in 2020, um, like these were back to like December 28, 2020, is when she was saying this. Yeah, yeah. And when she spoke to Fulton County, she pretty much told them that. She, you know, was crying and was pretty much making – this is how it appeared to me. This is my opinion. She made it seem like she was pleading for a plea. 
Uh, she was trying to make a case for a plea deal. And she's an attorney. There's there's client privilege that's involved in all of this, and she probably should have kept her mouth shut. But she pretended like uh, President Trump wasn't going to leave the White House, and she made up this scenario. She allegedly made up this scenario, um, according to, to folks, saying that he was not going to leave the White House. Uh, Bernie Carrick, who was also a part of the team, commented on my post and, and reminded the world that he was there every day, spoke with her often. She never mentioned the situation that she mentioned in the Fulton County tape, tapes. So it's clear that she's lying, but she's a grifter. She raised over $200,000 for her legal fees, told Americans she was going to fight, and she obviously <clears throat> gave in quicker than anyone. Um, so I would say this. I would say to any American out there right now who gave money to Jenna Ellis to fight her legal fees, reach out to Give, Send, Go and ask for your money back. Tell them you believe you were defrauded and see if they'll give you a refund. If enough people reach out, they'll have to do so. And then take that money and apply to somebody else as a fighter. We've got a couple of them. Jeff Clark is one of my favorites who's also yeah. being prosecuted by Fulton County. And in other cases, Rudy Giuliani, um, Harrison Floyd. There's so many others you could donate those money that your money to. That's that's good. You know, it's interesting because she's still kind of moving along that, but she wouldn't have a whole lot of relevance if it was, wasn't for just that connection to President yeah. Trump. You know, she's still kind of coasting on that. All right. Next one. I reached out the DOJ's Civil Rights Department. This is so sad, by the way. I asked them if deal. they had any plans to launch a hate crimes investigation into the horrific murder of 17-year-old Jonathan Lewis. The DOJ just replied to me, thanks for reaching out to the Justice Department. We are declining comment. If only the racial roles were reversed, I'm sure they w- would have provided comment. Right. We got some we got some images and pictures and things here, but, but uh, catch people up on this case and what happened in, in, in Vegas. Yeah, so so far there's been eight arrests made. A group of boys ages 13 to 17, that's the range, uh, beat up this kid, Jonathan Lewis. Jonathan Lewis was having a one-on-one fight with this one gentleman. It was believed it was over stolen headphones and potentially a stolen vape pen. Um, and that's when they all jumped him because Jonathan was winning the, the, the fight. They all jumped him. They beat him up. They beat him to death. Sadly, there's a kid who's trying to help Jonathan out, and they start punching him in the back of the head, the only one with some guts to help this poor kid out. They beat him, and for over a week, they weren't charged. And so uh, if you're familiar with how our Department of Justice operates nowadays and how the White House operates nowadays, you know that everything is focused on race. And the only time they don't talk about race is when the victims are white. And in this country, we do have a problem with young black men. Uh, committing violent acts, and nobody wants to talk about it. Our Department of Justice wants to ignore it and pretend like it doesn't happen, unless it's politically convenient and, they, and the black man is the victim, or man or men is the victim, and the suspect is white. And that's the only time they want to address race. They don't want to talk about the violence within the black community either. Um, it's heartbreaking. We had Lieutenant um, Sutton on. He is a veteran of the police force there in Vegas, and he pretty much told us it's a it's a gang-ridden area. Um, and These things happen quite often. And um, th- he has confidence in the DA down there and says that he's going to prosecute them uh, possibly as adults. So we'll have to see. But it's just a sad it's a sad mm-hmm. day for the family. They lost their 17 year old child and he, he passed so away in sad. the most gruesome way. Yeah, very so sad. sad. It, so well, it, it, it's sad because, you know, uh, you know, Lady Justice is supposed to have a blindfold on. And yeah. uh, I don't think anybody feels uh, on, on any aspect if 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 you if you they're they're. they're the way justice is disseminated in this country is is throwing gas on a racial fire that that didn't even exist a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. people have problems individually, but now it's promoted in a way that you know, if you steal, if you beat somebody up, if you do things, you're going to be charged differently based on the color of your skin, not even the act that took place. And mm-hmm. that is what 
you know, is a shame. And again, a series of dominoes, where does that put us five years from now? Mm-hmm. You know, where yeah. does that put us 10 years from now, the trajectory of this? When you look at a country like South Africa and you look at farmers being killed in their homes, you know, you look at these things, it's like there's that we've been through this as a as a people before, and it doesn't yeah. play out well when you mm-hmm. misguide justice just to uh, create balance. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Let's, let's move to San Francisco because this good is news. interesting. Yeah, good we got, news. We got some good news. It turns out San Francisco was capable of cleaning the human feces off the streets this entire time. This is such a heartwarming story. They just needed a little motivation and will to impress the communist role model, which is interesting because I don't know. I'm sure you did. Did you see that the line that the streets were lined up with flags from China, Chinese flags? But it's it's, it's beautiful what they did. They they brought in Chip and Joanna Gaines, and (laughs) and uh, they did a they did a a flip flip this town on San Fan. There it is. I mean, I cannot believe. Then they decorated it in communist uh, propaganda, uh, where they're doing organ harvesting and uh, all kinds of labor violations. So it's beautiful though to see what they did with the town. Yeah, yeah, and there's like one American flag there out of all of those CCP flags. Um, it's pretty disgraceful that our country allows a communist on our soil and we welcome him with open arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand why we do this. Uh, to me, uh, Xi Jinping should not be allowed in our country. But you saw um, Janet Yellen and all of these Democrats, uh, members of Joe Biden's cabinet, literally bowing to this communist. And yeah. it just goes to show China owns us. Uh, they own our government. They own this country. Billionaires, big tech, all of these people were literally bowing down. They, they stood up and they gave them a round of applause. So it's disgraceful, but not surprising. Um, what do you see with this? Because um, there was even a uh, – they had brought in Xi and he, and he addressed a group of 300 of the top executives in America, uh, you know, CEOs of, of, of Fortune 500 companies. They could not stand and applaud with more enthusiasm, mm. you know. And I, and I, I, th- I think it just, it represents this disparity between this the what, the, the self proclaimed elites and the ruling class and what they project as problems. They tell you you're wrong and you need an electric car and you need whatever it is we're going to sell you and you need this shot and you need the mat. You like they know what everybody needs and uh, project that on everybody. But the things that they celebrate and embrace, they have no predetermined moral compass other than just what mm-hmm. is advantageous to them. And it, 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 here's a picture of, of that. It's, it's, it's fascinating. What do, you, what do you make of that in the future of, of America when this is being celebrated here in our, in our, our own turf? Yeah. It's not surprising, honestly. Um, I think these people know that they're part of the protected class when, you know, China owns us because eventually it's going to happen if this is the rate we continue at. Um, they will be one of the very few people who will be protected. They won't be living in poverty. They won't be working slave labor. Uh, they will be protected. And they want to keep doing business in China because it's affordable for them and it boosts their profit margins. And so um, they have no problem selling out the American people. Uh, I don't think it makes a... a I don't think it makes for a better country. I don't think our country mm-hmm. is going to is going to do any better because of all of this, but their pockets will. And that's all they really mm-hmm. care about. And and you know, Apple, Tim Cook, he is another one who is bowing down to them this week. Uh he loves doing business in China and he knows that the chips, the rare minerals that he uses for his phones are made in China, so he has to keep this up. And so I don't know. I, I just I don't want to sound like a, you know, a Debbie Downer here, but um if we keep at this trajectory, it's never going to go any, get any better. Makes a ton of sense. Brianna, thank you so much for always breaking things down that like, 
you know, to be able to look at it through your lens and understand this is what it looks like. This is what's happening behind the scenes. It's incredible. It's been very educational for David and I. I know the Flyover family as well. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. David, Stacey, always a pleasure. So family, go to briannamorello.com, follow her on Twitter, and then also check her out on Rumble, The Brianna Morello Show. We'll see you next time. Mom. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. You know, the Flyover Conservative Podcast was really started during COVID and lockdowns, and, and it's kind of a Zoom-based, split-screen kind of a world. And while that's fine, the best you can do at the time, our heart was always to go towards in-person. We love in-person. Interviews. We built so a, a, a second studio with that in mind, with multi-cameras. We could sit down and just and just go and really, you know, learn about people. And this week we had the opportunity to uh, have Katie Hopkins, a famous uh, UK the one, the c- contributor. She was in the States, flew into Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, we had a great deep dive with her. One of the things we want to talk about was an interaction that she had with uh, her experience on the Patrick Bet David podcast. So here's a, a little snippet of the conversation that we had with Katie. I saw a clip of you, and, um, and, and, and all, before I rolled this clip here, you were on the Patrick Bet David show maybe a year ago, but there's a clip that's gone kind of viral recently recently yes. of that. And I um, we played just a, just a snippet of it. Now, in all, all transparency for the listeners, our family are big fans of Patrick Bet David. Our, yes. our, b- both our kids all went to his vault event this last mm-hmm. year He's lovely, and learned yeah. that Tom Brady, Mike Tyson was there. You learned a lot. We, we bought tickets for the whole team to go to next year's event already Good. in advance. Like you, you just learn business stuff. And he has a, he's a, he's a kind of a steadying force in this. Lovely. But there's a guy on, on his cast that uh, for whatever reason chose to a- attack you Viciously, and when I saw this, I was like, "That's my buddy." And why would you? So we reached out, and I'm like, "You need to just come to Kansas City." So we're like, the next day, you flew, we flew you here, yes. and, and had this conversation. I'll play a clip from this because you 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 responded in a great way, and 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 held your ground. And I'm not going to play forever, but you had this interaction that was aggressive. But two and a half hours later, however long the show was, 
you guys were friends. You, you, you'd won yeah. him back around. And that's an interesting thing because you didn't have to flip the tables and burn the building down mm-hmm. because – and. It, and because you were wronged, he attacked you and, and, and it was interesting. He, he operated as if it was a guy with a guy and you want to start a fight. Yeah. Like, like you're trying to egg on a fight. Yes. So I don't know why he would try to start a physical fight with a woman. So it's just yes. an, it's an odd thing altogether. But let's play a cut of this because I know when people saw this, we'll put the link to the whole thing down below to your, sure. your YouTube channel. People can see it as well like you shared it. But how do you handle this and maintain – you're cool mm. in, in, in this debate style, even if you are attacked, because most people watching this, they're heading into Thanksgiving. They're headed different yes. things. Yes, interesting. They, Thanksgiving. they, they, yes. might, they yes. might be in a situation uh, like this with somebody that doesn't see the world through the same lens. So let, let's play. We just cut up a, a few segments. Sure. Of this. Um, I'm wondering for you, what percentage are you saying just to as a comedian to be hyperbolic and just to kind of throw stuff out there and what stuff is actually factual and true. So for instance, I have a phone in my hand. This is a phone and you can Google things with a phone. So, um, Volodymyr Zelensky, a couple quick points. He's the same height as your boy Putin. They're both five, seven. He's not five, four. Putin isn't exactly a giant. Okay. That's one. Number two, I don't give two shits about the Muslims in the UK, but a quick Google search will show you that Muslims population will double by 2030 apparently and go from 6.3% to 17% by 2050. This is Google, Katie. I don't care. Thirdly, I just Googled pictures of UK police officers with guns. Apparently, they got a lot of fucking guns. So my question to you is, what percentage of what you're saying is hyperbolic, getting eyeballs, respect, we live in that kind of world now, versus actually factual and true? Okay. Uh, Let's go from the start there. You showing me what a phone is and saying this is a phone. That isn't really the way to start an argument because that's to assert that I'm stupid and don't know what a phone is. Well, you're assuming we're stupid because we can't Google things that you say as a fact check. Would you like me to answer what you just said? Sure, go ahead. Are going to talk over me? We could do either one. I could go either way. But go ahead. This is all you. Is it? Yeah, go ahead. So starting off on that kind of tone, I don't think is necessary. You then go to your phone and say, I can Google this like you've got the biggest penis on the planet. Well, you might you have the biggest it. penis oh, on the planet, Katie. Got, I don't know. Darling, I've got bigger balls than Caitlyn Jenner. I, I <laughs> so, actually um, believe you, Katie. I actually believe you. But go ahead. Great. You're so bad at listening. And then when you stop talking, you say, go ahead for just a moment in time. You can Google anything. Why don't you Google my name and see what it says on Wikipedia? Because you'll find out that I'm both a monster, uh, that I'm bankrupted, that I have no uh, background or backbone. You'll find out that I've bedded everybody in the UK. Many of those things won't actually be true. So just because you Googled something, Mm -hmm. that doesn't really make you Elon Musk, darling, does it? It just means maybe you can use one or two of your hands, probably at one side of your hand more than the other. It's had more (laughs) practice. You then talk about Zelensky's height as if that's a fact because you read it. And that's a misinterpretation of itself, isn't it? Because just because you read it on Google doesn't make it true, my flower pot, does it? And then you also talk about the fact this old statistic, Muslim 6%, walk with me, my flower, walk with me through London, through Leicester, through Birmingham, through Bradford, and walk with me through Minneapolis, because you can call it 6% if you make that disparate in a population. But in the cities where they cluster together, you will find they have the majority. It's why they have the power. It's why we have 
have a Muslim mayor. It's why we have a Muslim housing association. It's why we have a Muslim police association. And it's why we have Sharia law in most of our cities. And finally, you managed to find a picture of a police officer with a weapon. Well done, darling. Have a gold star and do some more Googling. Maybe you could watch some Cartoon Network while we adults talk. Of course, there are armed response officers. I said that as part of my answer. But most police officers on the streets of the UK are not armed. Is that okay for you? Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. This goes on. People want to see this whole, you know, deal. But he again antagonized mm-hmm. in, in in a way that if it was two men, he'd probably would get punched. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's interesting that Patrick, as a man in the room, wouldn't be like, you know, you came to our house, you ended up rolling on the floor with my Doberman earlier, and it was <laughs> uh-huh. great. But if he was biting on you, I would be like, hey, she's a guest in our house. Uh, play nice. You yeah. know, I would like mm-hmm. do that. But uh, so. T- Everybody that watches this would probably want to know, what were you thinking, you know, there and break this down for us? Because that's yeah. what I wanted to know. That's why you're here. I mean, I was like, Katie, come and let's talk about this. <laughs> it's it's a crazy thing because when you look at it, and I hadn't even considered until watching it there, I'm just, there's just me and then there's three guys that yeah. all know each other, work together. So there is just me. Uh, I was invited in to talk about, you know, current affairs, update from the UK. And before this, that nothing happened, nothing went on. I arrived on time. I sat in my desk on time. And I think he just walked in whenever they were about to start. So there was no preamble. Everything was just fine. And I was being quiet while other people spoke. And it felt like he came in almost, you know, when you get those little toys and you can like, you wind them up like a little clock toy, don't you? And then you hold them like this. And then all of a sudden you let them go and they go. Yep. It felt like that. What I don't know was what had wound him mm-hmm. because he got himself so wound that when it was, and it seemed organized to go to him. So I think he told Patrick or someone, I'm ready for Katie. Mm-hmm. Let me go at her. And off he went. And actually watching it there more carefully, I see him side eye Patrick right near the start. So a little kind of check that oh, I told the boss I'd, I'd go now. Mm-hmm. So here I go. Just check in with the boss. But um, it was a strange thing. One of the bits of advice I give people, if someone's going at you, maybe they're in your face, maybe in the heat of the moment, is allow yourself the space to not go, oh my God, this guy's an yeah, asshole. What's he doing? Yeah, yeah. That you can almost yeah. see me wow, do it, which is, yeah, which is go. Yeah. So, well, it's actually, well, it's breathe, but it is listen. Okay, now listen to what he's saying and try and remember the point. So, mm-hmm. you, so when they, so you're just going, okay, so first he said about this, the phone, then he said about this, mm-hmm. and then he said about Googling. So that you're focused on what was said so you can respond to what was said. And all of that kind of showmanship of this is a phone and you're yeah. so stupid because you don't know what a phone. You just let that go, let that go. So he was talking about Googling. So it's that mm-hmm. it is a it is a there is a physical movement you can see, which mm-hmm. is, OK, here we go then. And it's kind of military and it's kind of because I could yeah. stand up and just go bosh. But that right. obviously isn't what would be helpful at that point. But I never realized it had quite the effect it did. And then and then towards the end, when I was speaking to him softly and allowing him to share a little bit of what might have upset him. And he said, well, maybe it is that you sound like an ex-girlfriend that mm-hmm. I had that hurt me really badly. And I was like, there it is. Mm-hmm. And and then, and then, of course, I want to help him repair the damage he's done to himself mm-hmm. because everyone deserves an opportunity to say, do you know what? I think I was just a bit of an asshole then. Can I just say, you know, I didn't mean it quite that way and we're all good, aren't yeah. we? And I'd have gone, mm-hmm. we're all good. 
I'd like to have had more chance for him to be all right because I don't yeah. really want to see him humiliated in the way he has been kind of globally. Well, you, mm-hmm. you, you defended your ground but stayed calm and never, you know, got out of character mm-hmm. where you, you you felt like you were out of control. You were still debating yeah, that and allowing that to fine. happen. And then over time, because you know, the show went on and they had other guests and yeah. you were talking on, you know, Zoom interviews and I mean, so it forth. It lasted a couple of hours. You know, yeah. he, he came around. I think there's just a great lesson in that. You know, because you stayed calm, but but also you didn't get beat up. No, mm-hmm. and just firm. It was it was mm-hmm. it was kind of held your space. And just giving a little bit of jabs back, you know, flower mm-hmm. pot, mm-hmm. my lovely, which is letting him know you won't get past me, son. Mm-hmm. But then also, I know because I've been there. We've all been there. He said so. Whilst we're all talking about the other topics, he wasn't. He sat there thinking, I just made a bit of a douche of myself. Mm-hmm. In his heart, he knows. And he sat there thinking, ah, oh, that didn't go that great. He knows. Mm-hmm. I know well, he knows. He, he felt like he showed yep. up at a gunfight with a pocket knife. And he's yeah. like, I, I, And I feel badly for that because yeah. I don't want him to feel like that either because it's a podcast, for goodness sake. It's not global you know, right. but, but politics. The, the, another key point to that, though, you never got offended. Never. Mm-hmm. And so I think some, then people sit there and they operate then out of offense. And that's what allowed this thing to get reconciled mm-hmm. is you, you held your ground without offense no. and that allowed that allowed a connection. I always say, you know, I don't because people have been offended by me for a decade or whatever. I don't give offense. You choose to take it and I invite people to make better choices. And then the other thing people come at me with often mm-hmm. when they're being kind, but they say, I don't agree with everything you say. Like I maybe agree with 60%, but I still, you know, I still love watching you. And the thing about that is um you know, so what you're saying there is that you imagine we would agree on everything. I mean, that would be bizarre. Mm-hmm. But what you're actually also saying, and this is the harder thing to convey, is you're saying that when we agree, then we're both right. Mm. When we disagree, I'm wrong. So what you're right 100% of the time, that that's crazy thinking, isn't it? Because yeah. I know I'm not. I'm wrong a lot. But agreement suggests you're correct. And so trying to help people slowly understand that without me being aggressive mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to be some sort of know-it-all or whatever. I'm just basically saying it would be crazy if we agreed. And even more, are you saying that when we agree, that's the correct way of thinking? Because mm-hmm. that won't be right either. So it's now I, I've Man. been afforded this opportunity to try and explain these things in slower time. And I know I'm really appreciative to teachers that are taking my stuff and putting it in classroom for their debate class. Because then all the kids can say, she's crazy, or I totally get what she said there. Mm -hmm. And I love that. You know, this is an opportunity to gain people through conversation. I love that. And I love, too, that on your YouTube channel that you do, you have these really short clips that make people think. Again, Katie Hopkins official. But as I was going through these clips, I was like, wow, I've never thought of it that way but in yeah. a very short you know short way two minutes five minutes here and yeah like, oh everybody our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and i have within ourselves the god-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny but freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction we didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children 
and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Okay, Flyover family, there's a lot of people that are concerned about the economy, what's going on around us. You know, David uh, was reading an article the other day that it's $700 more per month to live the same lifestyle that you were living before than it was uh, when Biden came into office than it was when President Trump was in office. This is a crazy time, and people are really looking for um, what do I do during this time with my dollar? It doesn't seem very secure. And today I have a guest that I'm really excited about. He's the author of a book called Thriving in the Economic Tsunami. And that's what we want to do. We want to thrive during this time. Welcome to the show, Dr. Dr. Kirk Welcome. It's so good to be with you again. Oh, it's good to be with you. Let's talk about this thriving during this time, because a lot of people are hoping to survive. Now, what do we do to actually thrive during this time? Because this is what everybody's wanting, not just surviving. Well, so I'm, I'm actually, I every single week I address my team and try to give a motivational message. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's maybe only motivational to me, but yeah, it's still one. <laughs> but, but really, so... There's this thing, when you look at opportunity, motivation and opportunity are always connected. And you will never, somebody will never have an opportunity unless they're first motivated, right? So it just doesn't doesn't just happen, right? It's like people who are seeking opportunity will find it. And the weird thing about opportunity is almost always opportunity is born out of crisis, and out oh, of pain. That's really good. That's true. Right? Because at that point, you're actually looking. You're motivated. Again, motivation and opportunity are connected at the hip. Yep. So you're looking for change. You're looking for something to change your life, change the predicament, change the pain that you're in. And opportunity just shows up. No, it doesn't show up like that. Mm-hmm. Opportunity is always there. You have to be looking for it. You have to be motivated to act. You have to be motivated to maybe think outside the norm to get you out of that point of pain or out of that point of crisis. And, you know, you always hear all these dumb sayings like, ooh, you're so lucky. You just happen to be in the right place at the right time. It's like, no, no. You use biblical wisdom and hear God's voice and have that Holy Spirit prompting. And when you're motivated, God will lay opportunities in front of your plate, right? So that's as so we talk good. About I, as you, I, before you go on, I was just making this. I'm going to completely screw up this story, but I'm going to try it because I remember hearing this one time. There was a salesperson that worked for a shoe company. He was sent to another country, and when he went there, um, he looked around and nobody wore any shoes. And he contacted the company and he said, "Nobody even wears shoes here. You're not, I'm going to have to come back home. There's no market here." So they send another salesman to that area, and that salesman gets there, realizes nobody was wearing shoes, and he's like, send me a bunch of shoes. This is an incredible market. Nobody here has shoes. So it's really, I know I kind of messed it up, but it's really perspective, you know, and what are you looking for, and how are you looking at the opportunity? 
So you have to know what fundamentals cause certain things to move, right? So when when you look at past presidential administrations like Trump and Reagan, very similar economic policies. They lowered taxes, they lowered interest rates, and they created jobs. That causes people to spend. When people spend, there's all kinds of opportunities in the stock market to buy companies. Yep. There's opportunity in real estate, right? But now when you when you look at policy, which is the first thing I always look at to determine if an investment's good or bad, because every investment that we have is going to grow or shrink because of policies coming out of D.C. So right now we've got the opposite of what we had during Reagan and Trump. We've got rising taxes, rising interest rates to slow down inflation that they're creating by funding every stimulus program under the sun. And we don't have job creation. We have wage reduction. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, it's like absolutely the opposite. So here's where, though, Bidenomics, he might brag about it like he does, but mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not good for America. So the, the, this recent study that just came out literally two days ago talks about consumer spending. And Biden and Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, were congratulating Americans like three weeks ago. They were saying, good job, America. This is came right out of Janet Yellen's mouth. You're very resilient and you're spending a lot of money in the time when when the economy needs you to spend money. And that's such a good thing. And <laughs> oh, my it's like, gosh. She's she's bragging about people spending money when they don't have it. That's the recipe for disaster. That is the recipe and, for and people, disaster. Oh, my word. It doesn't even make sense. It's so dumb. So so. <sighs> So what is she talking about? Have people been spending money? Well, yes, they have been. So technically she can get by without lying about it. But how have they been spending on credit cards? That's not real. Now, if you and I were to spend out of our checking account or savings account or cash under the pillow, right? It's like, okay, that's real money. That would be real economic growth. When you're spending on your credit card, that's borrowed money. It's not real. Yep. And and what we're seeing now is that credit card lines, we talked about this briefly, I think, three weeks ago. We said credit card lines are maxed out. Mm-hmm. There is no more available credit. So consumer spending is going to have to come down. What happened in October? Consumer spending came down. Wow. It's like, one of those things where it's like, I hate it that we're right, but I love yep. it that we're right. We're helping people, right? So, yep. so what exactly what we said was going to happen happened because people have no more credit line. So Janet Yellen bragging about how resilient Americans are, that wasn't real money. And we'd called it and said, once they, they reach their credit lines, they can't spend money. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. Well, this just happened, right? So what else happened? Credit cards for the first time ever in the history of our country have reached over a trillion dollars in credit card balances oh, outstanding. Man. Trillion. I mean, it didn't just kind of creep by it just a little bit. I mean, it blew past a trillion dollars. It's like that's a lot of debt. That, that is a have. lot that we're seeing now that we're going to see a lot more effects of here in the n- near future. Yeah. So so, and why though? Why are we going to see a lot more of that? Um, Elon Musk, to actually answer that question, uh, last week made this statement because of artificial intelligence, 
said, you're not going to see any help wanted signs probably in the future. Said he foresees next year, you're going to see no jobs needed signs. Um, wow. Because humans are being replaced by computers. So the estimates are in 2024, which is a month and a half away from 2024, 80% of all companies in America are going to be using artificial intelligence in some way, fashion, or form. 80%. 80%. Now, it's only going to be a matter of time before them using it and replacing jobs with it is -hmm. going to happen. So this is where his ominous prophecy it's not intended to be a prophecy. I don't use those words lightly, but his prediction yeah. is there's going to be signs that say no jobs needed. Which goes and along with Yuval Noah Harari, who says, what are we going to do with all these useless humans that we no longer need? Yeah. Useless eaters. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, that's what they think of us as people. So you look at that. Now, it's not just Elon Musk who's thinking that things are going to stink moving forward. Last week, Stacey, um, the, the CEO of Citibank came out with Project Bora Bora, their internally named document that said, what, we're going to lay off at minimum 10% of our workforce, 10%. Citibank has 240,000 employees. That means at minimum 24,000 people wow. laid off. That would be the largest layoff in, in the history of Wall Street. I oh mean, this gosh. is big. And they're a bank. This isn't like that small little Iowa bank that that went into FDIC receivership last weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, people said the headlines that I saw, it's like, ooh, another regional bank hits the skids, you know, it goes belly up. It's like, this wasn't really a regional bank. It was pretty small. $66 million in deposits, $8 million in defaults, which caused them to go into FDIC receivership. People would say, Kirk, that's not a big story. It's like, yes, it is because of the reason that had happened. So this small bank is actually a massive lender to the trucking industry. What does the trucking industry do? They ship things when people buy things. The fact that the truckers are defaulting on their loan payments to this bank says that nobody is shipping anything. Why? Because nobody's buying anything. Why? Because they don't have money. Which so goes along me, with that cardboard box thing that you brought up a while back that, yeah. that that's decreased in the amount of cardboard boxes that are needed. Well, if you don't, you Correct. don't, you're not shipping because you don't have boxes because you're not, you're not shipping. I mean, all of those things go together. Yeah, that all comes together. And so to me, a small bank failure, when you look at the reason why it happened, tells a bigger picture of the economic future of America. Citibank, not a small bank, probably top three in the country in North America, right? JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America City. I mean, they're laying off upwards of 10%. If if they were so profitable and the economy were so good, they wouldn't be laying off 10% of its workforce. Right. It stinks, Stacey. The economy is terrible and they're going to have to raise rates even more. And so you look at all of that and you think, man, what do we do? Yeah. Right. Go back to Go back to Jeremiah, right? It says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to have a successful future, right? And so how do you do that? You have to use biblical wisdom to understand the times that we're living in, to act accordingly. And see, they had put that verse in context. Mm -hmm. The Israelites had this promise. They had this promise that they were going to inherit all this land, you know, land flowing with milk and honey, right? But yet, They were in captivity for 70 years. It's like, how could I believe this prophetic word 
that we were going to be free and have something amazing when we've been enslaved for 70 years. Well, what did God tell them right during, you know, in the verses preceding and the verses after that? It's like you, you live your life, you plant your gardens, you have kids, and you just live life normally knowing that there is a promise down the road mm -hmm. for God's people. So with that comes wisdom and discernment and understanding. So we might be in a the equivalent of a slave period, right? And I'm not talking about slavery, slavery. I'm talking about bad times where you view mm -hmm. that there's no hope, right? Yeah. That's what slavery is. Yeah. Well, people view themselves as having no hope in this economy. There is, but you have to act accordingly, be in the right place at the right time so you can have the land flowing with milk and honey down mm -hmm. the road. And to do that, understand all the puzzle pieces, how economics, politics, social, spiritual, all connect together, and then just act accordingly, and you can thrive. To answer your first question yeah. on the show, how do you thrive during times like this? Use biblical wisdom, get into the right place at the right time. That's why we are shouting from the rooftop, silver, 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 silver. Makes sense. It's, it's the only way that I know of right now to minimize your risk and maximize your return. Because most of the time, Stacy, if you want a high return, you have to settle for high risk. And if you want low risk, you settle for low return. We've got low risk, high return. It's amazing. And to me, that's God sending us mm -hmm. out a little message, a little economic kiss, so to speak, that says, all right, I got this. <laughs> None of this is surprising me. Just take this leap of faith and do the right thing and you can thrive. I love that. You know, we talk about so often, you know, born for such a time as this and like things that you've done in your life, you know, just people in general are preparing them for the time that we're in right now. But I just want to point out just for people that maybe, you know, have missed why we have Dr. Doctor in front of Kirk Elliott there. He does have two PhDs. And Dr. Kirk, I would like for, for you to share, just in case somebody's missed it before in the past, what are your two PhDs in? Because that's this is very significant for this time. The first one is in public policy and administration, focusing on monetary economics, like central bank stuff, monetary policy. Um, second one's in theology. So this is where you get the philosophy of our firm, which is people over profit. That's where economics and theology can kind of blend as you focus on people and profit will come, right? If you ever just focus on profit, people people yep. will leave, right? That's so right. so we want to you know transition people to a better life. Mm -hmm. um, we want to empower them to make wise decisions. We do that by focusing on people. And you are bringing heavenly wisdom to the conversations. You're not just approaching it from the natural standpoint. You're approaching it with Psalms, Proverbs type wisdom that you know we hear about, about Solomon. That's what you are doing at your firm. And it's so appreciated by what you all do. Thank you for those sweet words. I love them. We try. It's the truth. I mean, they couldn't do it without Holy Spirit guidance. There's, there's no doubt the world's too complex, too scary, too weird. But, um, with him, nothing is too big, too scary, or too weird. It's all just, I've got this. I've got this. Amen. And we rely on every single day. 
It's huge. It's huge. The Flyover family, you can go to flyovergold.com. Great information there. It's a landing page. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you. Now, I'm just thinking as I'm talking here today, I'm thinking there's probably been people that have heard this over and over and over again that are like, they've never done it. Why haven't you done it? It doesn't cost you any money at all to find out what are your options. So if you're listening today and you're like, she's talking to me, I might be talking to you. Fill out your information. It's just a conversation to find out what are your options to put yourself in a good position financially during this time to protect yourself, protect your family. If you're like, I don't deal with the computer, then you can just give them a call. Call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You won't regret it. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com. Fill out your information for a free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. All right, Flyover family, we need your help. We are so thankful for you. You all have been sending our Rumble channel to your friends, to your family, even probably going on and subscribing for them. We have a goal by January to get to 100,000, and we're almost there. Yep. So please, please, please share our channel. Go there yourself. If you're not following us, make sure you have joined the Flyover family. We are so excited. We cannot wait to get to 100,000, and we are so thankful for you. And that really helps more than you more than you realize. Right now, we're 353 days away from the 2024 election, Ooh. and uh, there's going to be a lot of things to cover, a lot of information to get out in a world where things are suppressed, controlled, and people don't hear the whole message. Uh, mainstream media is kind of bought and paid for in a lot of places, and uh, I think we're going to be an important voice moving forward in this next year, in the year 2024. So we need your help to uh, blast that out, to get that out, to help make that happen. And we got something big going on in Kansas yes. City tomorrow to launch that. Tomorrow, we have a meet and greet here in Kansas City for the first 120 people to come free taco bar. We cannot wait to meet you Everybody there. Everybody loves taco bars. Exactly. So we've we've partnered up with Steve Bannon's War Room, and we're having, having Joe Allen there. Joe Allen is going to be covering AI. He, we're actually interviewing him in studio yep. as well. Um, he's going to be talking about AI and how it affects our family and our futures. You do not want to miss uh, he's this the, he's the, he's, He wrote the book on the subject, so he's got the best mind to handle one of the trickiest subjects there is. That's exactly right. Come out right. tomorrow. We'd love to see you. And we bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. Peace out, y'all. We'll see you next time.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.